0: Log Talk Radio. It's
1: time for the main event. They get knocked out. Coming
2: at you live is the standing eight count and it starts at. But for the first round, I'll make a back down. I'm coming for the ground and know we don't back down. I beat the track down. Screaming loud like crowd's gonna react. Wow, pound for pound. I'm the best in this game. Hand, 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 The way I stand out ain't looking for
1: a hand out. I'm undisputed, gassed up. It never ran out. I'm underrated, undefeated, and looked the brand time. <laughs> hey, episode
0: number 24, Mamba Edition. I'm standing in count Ray. Kobe. I'm Kobe. What's it? Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Kobe. Kobe, 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 Kobe. Kobe. (laughs) Hey, Kobe, tell me how my ass
1: tastes. (laughs) This this dude, uh, this guy, uh, what's his? I'm looking at this this dude, Mahanri Montez. His picture looks like he's from like an like a 1932 yearbook. Does he? (laughs) Yeah, I'll screenshot. I'll screenshot the bitch. Send it to you. We got we got a fun show tonight, guys. I am excited. Excited. Bring uh, Welcome, uh, Sean Owens, back on the show in just a couple short minutes. I uh, had a great time talking to him last time with Elijah, as always. But the HBO cards, I cannot wait to discuss it, because it sounds like we have two different takes on that main event, so I'm really intrigued to, to, to kind of just powwow back and forth with you on that one. Also, news, rumors, anything like that, going on in the sport of boxing. We'll talk that as well, but uh, we both did not... Watch the Devin alexander Andre berto fight uh you heard that berto was screwed or berto won via uh, a terrible decision,
0: yeah, Devin Alexander got kind of screwed over again from what I heard i mean the the Ortiz draw was pretty bad, but I heard this one was just as bad so
1: he had
0: him i saw I saw a scorecard that had him winning. By like two or three rounds, so.
1: Um, Is is he on the uh, the Badu Jack level of screw jobs yet?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: That's good. That's good. Justice for Badu. Take the test, man. Even though that's a completely different person.
0: Oh, speaking of take the test, did you see Pascal won by TKO in in his comeback fight? Did he? Yeah. Was his was his opponent better or worse
1: than Young Gil Bay?
0: Um unless these dusty trunks are really good up. I don't I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> dusty trunks are really Get up. That's a that's a great one. I gotta go flush my eye out, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break. I was eating this dope oh, geez. salami with uh You're with crackers laugh. and I just gonna... jammed myself in the eye and I can't see.
0: What he, am I going to laugh about? He, he fought a guy named Steve Bossy.
1: Yeah. Who, we should have had I'm Bossy who, as the lead
0: So he, um, he was a mixed martial arts guy who had 12, 12 wins and two losses in MMA. And his professional boxing record is one and one. <laughs>
1: Good, good ups, Jean Pascal I hope he took the test We'll be right back We got Vishal Owens coming up next Don't go away Standing 8 Actually,
2: I told. Them. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here Letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand That only takes 30 minutes to assemble And disassembles with no tools required the best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey, yo, it's SportsCast Radio. You need to record a new greeting. Record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. Hi. You a
1: fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host, Alex Mello, every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blog forward slash strong style Media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man.
0: You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings.
2: And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is one billion dollars. You said a billion dollars? Billion, with the B. This is this is this is money. I I know what that is. Play DraftKings free one hundred thousand dollar contest week one, and if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win one billion dollars. Microphone check. One, two. Uh, hey, You know. ready to uh, get down, man? Yeah. Whatever, man. Hey, yeah. you ready to get this man?
1: Yeah. Whatever, uh, man. You, you saying? Uh, uh, whatever, uh, whatever, man. Hey, Whatever. Check it, cool, baby. Keep Keep this La la la. a uncle till it hurts you. Keep your daughter way out past the curfew. Get him. Get it. We are back. Vishal, is that you on the line right now? Right. Well, Guess no. we have an open line. We'll see if somebody's on there. <laughs> Otherwise, we are back with Eli Drake himself. 763,
0: where you at? 763, where you at?
1: I thought I heard some footsteps. All right, we're just going to check it. We're just going to put them back on mute. Uh, if you want to send him a message real quick while we're doing this, we uh, can kind of double-check and make sure what's going down. But otherwise, yeah, HBO had some fun. Well, real quick, do you want to kind of, while we're waiting, I'm looking at this, this the the PPC card uh, for August 24th. So it's a couple weeks away. And there's, um looks like there's six fights, seven seven fights that have already been made. There's uh one more to be added, and then there's five fights that have the dreaded t to be announced on the uh on the card, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven so there's going to be thirteen fights on this show
0: Oh man, it's going to be we're gonna have to get there early
1: mhm i um I will make that schedule next week at work, and I will um get out. As fast as oh you know what I uh, already made that schedule I'm just gonna leave early because I'm working 62 hours that week anyway. <laughs> hey, you they approved they approved me overtime, and I said that was the stupidest thing you could have ever done because <laughs> I'm going to make this. I'm working every day next that week. I'm just gonna be in there just just
0: chilling. Gotta get that uh, paper.
1: Uh, Caleb Truex and Fabiano Pena is the opener, or is the main event. Uh, Jamal James and uh, Mahonry Montez. William Monroe against Emmanuel Alim. Uh, Jamante Clark against Jason Rosario. Uh, El Manta San, Sanionis against Levan Gavamichava. I believe is how you pronounce that. Uh, F.A. Ayaba against to be announced. Uh, that's uh, Chris Colbert against to be announced Sebastian Fundora against Antonio Chris Colbert. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was good. Uh, he was, he was an entertaining fighter.
1: He was, la- he was on there last time, right?
0: Yeah. He was there last time.
1: Uh, Sebastian Fundora against Antonio or, or Sita, Omar Juarez against to be announced Leon Lawson against Christian Aguirre F. F.A. Tobor, Apochi versus To Be Announced, and then Celso against To Be Announced, and then uh, plus
0: one more. <laughs> so that's a I lot. Believe- yeah,
1: that's a lot of fights.
0: Yeah. Um, that's actually, Vishon just messaged me. That's not him, so. Okay. He should be calling well, in in like five minutes.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it, 763. Uh, getting on there, but yeah, I mean, there's there's still some tickets left. Um. There's there's still a decent amount of lower level floor seats, uh, about row 19, row 14, row 13. So not not an inc- not a like a like a giant amount that aren't there. Um, there's still some fifth row seats though, uh, for those of you that want to get down there. So I mean, if you can, it was a tremendous show last time. It was well worth your time to go to. Go check it out again. There's a lot of fun boxers from the state that are rocking and rolling and I'm excited I'm excited to just see more of them. There's a dude on there you can see who is a giant. He looks like Sagat from Street Fighter.
0: He literally is uh 67 and he fights at
1: 147. <laughs> so that should be exciting. Um are a lot of these you think kind of just nice wins for the main, main acts on the card, which should be good for uh promotion?
0: Yeah, I mean that's what I think they're trying to get at. But I think they're also trying to get them in there with you know guys who aren't just gonna lay down. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it should be an easy it should be an easy win, but it's not gonna be you know, a guy who's gonna lay down because James fight. Um, James is fighting a guy who I'm what's his Montez. I'm gonna look up his record, but I think he's had some some fights with some decent with some decent guys, and he's like I think he maybe might have. Um, trying to think of some of the names that he's fought when I'm looked up his record, but I'm pulling up now. No, but he looks like to be a pretty rugged. He's thirty
1: five, seven and one.
0: Scrapper. He looks to be like a pretty rugged like scrapper like type of guy. He's he's fought uh, Humberto Soto, and okay. um, Eric Bonet, Ashley Viopean, you know. So he's been in there with some names, and he's a scrapper. So I think that's
1: <laughs> shout, shout out to uh, you know, the, the PBC website, who has no respect for this guy. By the way, the Mahonri Montez. Um, they have his his K, he's thirty five seven and one. It says two KOs. Um, it says he has zero reach and his age is zero. <laughs> He's a baby. Uh,
0: He's not even
1: this, born yet. So it says spotlight on Jabal James. See profile. Spotlight on Mahon Montes. It doesn't even have an option to click. Damn. Disrespected much. Damn. <laughs> I think they meant 20
0: for knockouts because it
1: says 56% of his fights.
0: Yeah, I think he has twenty four or something. Yeah, I think I'm at two. And um the guy who uh the guy who um Truex is fighting, he's fought like Uzgatugi and um a couple other you know, good names at that weight, so God, let's see here. We we may
1: have uh we may have the call back here. Let's give it a whirl. Uh shot, is that you? That back on the mute. I apologize. See, I I don't I don't know what his what his contact is, so I'm just gonna throw that back on mute. Well, uh, we we got the interview coming up here very soon for the people calling in here that, that are listening uh, via via phone. So we apologize, but it's gonna happen any moment. But uh, yeah, no, it, it looks like a fun little show here. I mean, 13 fights for the value of what your ticket is is is. More, I mean, that's you know two three bucks a fight depending on your seat.
0: Yeah, and, and you got some. Some good names too, you know, with Caleb Truex and Jamal James and Willie Monroe is gonna be on the card. Uh Chris Colbert's a good up and coming fighter. You got Vishon, Celso, you have like a lot of the local guys too, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. A good card. I'm 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 guessing I'm thinking there's gonna be I'm guessing there's gonna be more than four thousand people at this one like there was at the last one, so that that should be good because you know each event you will, you have you want to try and get more people there so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I think that's awesome. I I think that is this that is the best part about all of this is the fact that you can tell they're they're definitely stacking the stacking the card more to try to really draw more people and really big you know bring in more names and and. You know, like I like I asked last week when we had uh, uh, Gizzy on, you know, it says there is one more fight to be made. I mean, could they still try to put that Caleb Plant-Jose Uzkadagi 154 title fight on there?
0: Ooh, that would be... That would be huge.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Unless, you know, plus one more fight just means they're going to put one small, like, four-round fight, but... I mean if you're throwing four shows uh, on TV, I mean that that would be your fourth fight. Uh we gotta know what I think this might be, uh Sean, is that you calling?
3: Yeah, it is me. Hey, what's going on, sir? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Not
0: much yeah. man, how you doing?
3: Good. I I know you guys though hearing about this upcoming fight on the twenty fourth, I believe. You know, um, I'm just ready to get back in there.
0: So, do you know who? Do you know who you're fighting
3: yet? Uh, they they putting in the works right now. Just uh, okay. Yeah, they just putting in the works right now. They they t- trying to give me like, you know, another tough bout or whatever. But you know, it's I guess the. The last matchup, you know, I guess um, it probably scared people or whatever. I'm not I'm not really too sure. Like, I would expecting a, a loss. Everybody would be jumping on, jumping like, come on man, I'll take this guy, I'll take this guy. I I don't know. I'm just sitting here ready. I'm keeping my mind focused, waiting on the next opponent or whatever. So, you know,
0: you've you've been in training camp and stuff, and, you know, obviously it's probably going well for you. Is there anything in this training camp that you focused on um, that you maybe haven't focused on before or that you've kind of focused on in a takeaway from your last fight that you've never kind of focused on? Like, is there anything you're doing different this training camp or –
2: no, no, no. um it's
3: always something to work on, you know, um it's always something like of of course, keeping my hands up, uh, my last fight, you know i I got hit a lot, you know i i just i got I got hit with way too many shots or whatever you know that that's something that's not normal for me, you know, even in sparring, I barely get hit like that, you know, so it's just being more defensive-minded defensive, defensive minded like how I usually am. You know, and I can't really let these erstwhile freaking matchups, you know, affect me or whatever. I just, I just got to focus on, you know, being better than what I was my last matchup. So um, it's, it's just being more defensive. Of course, I'll always keep that aggressive, you know, aggressive pace or whatever and just staying sharp because I felt like I wasn't sharp at all. That last fight, I wasn't sharp. Way too sluggish. Uh, my feet was bad. Like I had no feet at all. Um, it's 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 just a million things. You know, it's always something that you have to work on, and, and that's what I just I just I, on this. I'm expecting perfection out of this fight. It, I I know that's that's a long stretch, but that's just something what I strive for. You know for my next one, my next fight, my next fight, my next fight this is always something to learn from. Yeah.
2: Are I you mean... excited
1: to, to jump in there and just really kind of, all right, this was last time, you know, Minnesota take two. I'm not fighting Sagat from street fighter. I'm going in there and I'm going to, I'm going to start bombing on somebody. And I'm really going to make that statement that I, I made, you know, even in the, in the way that the fight went last
3: time. Oh, of course. i I want prominence in this in this sport. I want prominence in this sport. Like, I, I want it all. Like, I don't want to be no local, well-known fighter. I want all of it. You know, ours, yeah. the titles, the the fame, whatever. I, I want it all. <laughs> you know, like, I'm ready to, like, crush them. I'm ready to crush them. Like, I saw, um. Yesterday, I, I, I'm pretty sure you guys saw it. Yesterday, one of my favorite light heavyweights got dethroned, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh!" We are we're gonna I be talking about that saw, later on. Yeah, uh, I, that fight was very unexpected. I was not expecting that to happen at all. It, um, you know
1: it. Especially because not not to jump into that, but you're so it's like, I think you know you mentioned how crazy it was. I think what caught me off guard because I'm a big I'm a big fan of him too. Is I'm assuming we're talking the Kovalev uh, Alvarez fight and
3: yeah when, yeah when
1: when you know Kovalev got into his groove and was really getting back to his dominating crusher form, and then that right hand caught him, and I was like, oh my god, he's dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh no, oh no!
1: I mean oh boy,
0: man! When he got like, hit with that right hand, he did the piston Honda like Mike Tyson's punch out like fall like like scoot with your feet backwards because your balance is off and you're like and your feet are like scoot yeah.
3: With, like, he was <laughs> oh I'm that's saw like, that. I'm like yeah, it's it's probably over for, I like it's a, it's a done deal.
0: Man, that, yeah, that, I, that ref gave him, it. that ref gave him a lot of time too, to kind of recover. He gave yeah. him a lot of chances to recover and Alvarez finished him, which was. And was, the
2: guy was, had like,
3: freaking 12 knockouts or something like that.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: cause he, he can only punch with two of his knuckles cause two of his knuckles are like completely destroyed. So he can only use half of his hand It just, I mean that's the epitome of he hit him with the right punch at the right spot at the right, right time. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
1: If this would have been Fight Night, the screen would have flashed. <laughs> oh my god! I, yeah, hey, even... I know exactly what you
2: mean. <laughs> I was I so know exactly pro-
1: what you mean. Like me, me, and a Buddy, we went to Vegas for the first Kovalev award. I've been, a, I, am a, a big, a big Kovalev guy and.
2: I was like, all right,
1: you know, time to take this division back over. And then now I know why Adonis Stevenson didn't want to fight leader Alvarez because, good God,
3: <laughs> that was nasty. I didn't, I
1: didn't
3: realize, I didn't realize his hand speed. Like he, he's fast for a big dude. I didn't realize
0: oh, that. Super fast. Said, he moves really well. He moves really well too. Like,
3: and he, he has a chin. Yeah. Taking some shots.
0: Yeah, especially uh, the fourth and fifth round. I think he probably him like kind of being able to withstand Kovalev coming on like that in the fourth and fifth round. I think kind of discouraged Kovalev a little bit, you know, because Kovalev really started. I I actually, we're, I'm trying to save this. I'll just I'll save it for later. But but yeah, um, Kovalev was kind of coming on and he was stand, withstood it and I think Kovalev got a little tired so so yeah
3: seeing that seeing that like I really think he's gonna be a a real huge force in, in that weight class I think he's like after what he did to Kovalev I, I I don't know who's next like I don't know who's gonna dethrone him I think he's probably gonna be champ for a while I could be wrong, but beating Kovalev like that, I I don't see nobody else beating Alvarez.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna you be know, tough.
3: They, they said Kovalev
1: is probably gonna probably gonna use his rematch clause, so we'll see what happens. But man, oh, that's that's the kind of knockout that changes your life. <laughs> I mean, that was just right. Oh, oh my god! That was a um,
3: really stopping too.
1: Sliding back into it here, though, I did want to ask you, you know, obviously we, we know how big that first PBC was at the Armory. It, you know, so many people showed up. It, it went over so well. They're stacking this deck for this this card. Is this one of those things where this is a positive for everybody, you know, especially Minnesota talent, seeing that, you know, they're, they've put many names on this card as opposed to just, you know, a couple here and there that that have been – on national television And they're really starting to stack this deck That maybe this is going to start to be You know, two to four times a year at the Armory
3: Yeah um, I'm not going to say too much But I'm not saying But I'm saying It's going to probably be another one Or two more before the year is over oh, That's right. Man. Like, you know, oh.
1: and I'll say this real quick not Not to just not to not to um, throw things out there, but I said this last week when we had uh, uh Gizzy on, and he kind of gave me the, w- where'd you hear this kind of from? and So don't say anything if, if nobody can say anything or talk about it. But I, I heard from a very good source two weeks ago that there are still talks that they may load this up and put the uh, Jose Uzcadaghi 154 title defense against Caleb Plant in the show. Have you heard anything about that?
3: Caleb Plant, uh, this one. And there was this there fight,
1: was a right? big talk that they that they may they may throw that that IBF title match with Uzkanagi uh, and him on there, which I was like, wow, that's a big fight.
3: Yeah, but probably not this card because Caleb broke his hand. Caleb uh, Plant broke his hand.
1: Okay, so that's why I haven't seen anything since then. Okay, cool. That answers that question, because I'm like, because this was before they added Willie Monroe, so I'm thinking the Willie Monroe thing going on there was throwing somebody else on there, but yeah, I mentioned that last week, and I got the, where did you hear this from? And I got really quiet, because I was like, oh, maybe I should have kept my damn mouth shut. So, I tried to take right. a much smoother approach this week <laughs> as opposed to last time with it. But, yeah, it's just, it it's I think it's just awesome that, that they're adding, you know, a lot of people on this card which exactly. in, you know, makes you guys look even better because now you guys are shining on the big stage with, with you know, worldwide I mean, Willie Monroe Fox and Golovkin. I mean, that dude's a name because of that. I mean, this is this is a nice, this is, you know, no disrespect, but this is a little more, little, little bigger than, than Edner Cherry that we had last time. I mean, just saying.
2: Yeah, it, none, is. None of, none it none is. is. It is.
3: Me personally, so, I think it is. And, and plus, we have a few other, you know, hot prospects that's going to be on the card as well. So um, it's, it's definitely going to be an exciting card with, so many up-and-comers, you know, prospects, you know, it's, I think this one is definitely going to be I mean, you see how, how it looked, you saw how the crowd was uh, last time, I think this one's going to look 10 times better than that one, and the most important thing about it is, there's no snow. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. So, I think it's I think this one is going to be amazing. Um, Depending on how the just the crowd support us, you know, PBC, like, if, I mean, I know we're going to do great. I know we're going to do great. We just going to, I just know PBC is going to, like, we're going to be one of their continuous, you know, uh, venues to where they always showcase their, you know, their, their fighters, showcase their cards and stuff. Like, I just, I know for a fact that the armory is going to be a frequent uh, venue for PBC, you know, and, and putting a putting a card like this, you know, um, for a, what a few weeks we got like two and a half weeks left. Yeah, eighteen mm. days or. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what else can the fight fans ask for? That's in Minnesota. Like this is what we've been craving for. This is what we want. Even though I'm a boxer, I am a Huge fight fan, like some of these people that hurt in the card. Like, oh crap! Dude, I, I can't wait to see these fights. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I know I have to fight, but I gotta see these as well. Yeah, it's you know Willie Monroe. Like, I I have to see that fight.
0: Yeah, I, I I actually I like watching Willie fight, even though he's kind of come up short against Golovkin and um, Billy Joe Saunders. I like his he I like his style. Fight fighting. Billy Jones kid. Oh God Did you see that Did you see that Vishon Billy, Billy Joe When Billy Joe's kid Like hit him in the Lower regions
3: Oh yeah At the I way at the, press,
0: at the Prescott At the weigh in And then man. The little kids Started like dropping F-bombs I
3: don't I don't hit kids But man I probably would have That night
0: Oh man
3: <laughs> I would have kicked The shit out That little kid <laughs> He got... That, that dude, I don't know how he did it, but he did a good job that night of not freaking going off on that kid or whatever. Oh, man, especially, when kid back, especially when the kid was
0: talking back. Especially when the kid was talking back too, and he was like, ah, F you. Ah, F you. Like, swearing and talking back, I would be like, oh, mother.
2: <laughs> so... I got a
0: question. I got a question within a question for you because I didn't really get to ask you this last time you're on, and this kind of intrigues me about you. So, first off, are you a, are you a vegan or a
3: vegetarian? Um, vegetarian. I I eat fish, but not not uh, frequently. Like I don't eat fish all the time. Okay. It's probably maybe two, three times out of the month. Okay. But, either than that, yeah, I don't really eat nothing else besides vegan crap. <laughs> vegan crap.
2: So, what,
0: like, when when did you make the change to go more vegan, and, like, what caused you to kind of make that change?
3: I seeded on meat, like, probably... I want to say going on five years. Wow. And I have a very close friend. Uh, he told me about it. He's like, oh, bro, you know, uh, you should you should try it. I'm like, what? I'm like, get out of my face. No, I love <laughs> So I was like, I was like, I cannot let go of cheeseburgers. Like, I love burgers. They're <laughs> tripping. Get out of my face. And so then it just hit me one day. I was like. Let me try it. And I kid you not, I just went cold turkey. Uh, it probably, i like, a lot of people say that's not good, just going straight cold turkey. But when I did it, I lost, like, probably 15 pounds in under a month. Dang. I used to walk around uh, 180 pounds. That was my walk-around weight. Now... I walk around 163, 160 sometimes. So wow. And it, it was just a dramatic change for me. I, I feel so much energy. Uh, I, f- I feel more healthier. Like I got, I just, I feel like just more younger, you know, without eating meat. And sometimes every once in a while I'll try, you know, I'll try some beef. I can't mess with chicken. Like for some reason I can't eat chicken. Um I try. I'll try beef, you know, like a steak or whatever and I feel like I'm gonna die. So so it's I don't me personally, I just I don't I don't advise everybody to do I'm not the type of type of person that don't eat meat to tell everybody, Oh, you shouldn't do that, it's disgusting. I don't do it for the animals, like I don't freaking like I don't care about the animals, I can't stand dogs. But no, I just <laughs> it's just a <laughs> It's just so it's a health concern, you know. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just a health thing for me. Like that's why I did it.
0: Because you know, there's a big stigma with you know athletes, you know, becoming vegetarians and vegans and pescatarians because oh they're not going to get their protein, you know, because they're not eating meat and they're not going to they're going to lose their muscle and whatever. So I just, I always find it interesting when I um kind of stumble across an athlete, you know, who's a, who's a vegan or a vegetarian or a pescatarian because, you know, there is a big stigma attached to it. And a lot of people mm-hmm. probably think, probably think you're weird that you're not eating meat because they're wondering how you, how the hell you get your protein. And they probably are like, dude, you're a professional athlete and you're a vegetarian. You're like pretty much a vegan. That's weird, so I, I always I always like to hear that and kind of you know pick people's brains on it because I've tried to go vegetarian or vegan before it lasted about a month, but I couldn't do it hopefully one day maybe I'll be able to try it again, but um yeah, it's always cool because i i believe I believe gizzy is he's either some kind of he's either vegan or vegetarian, I believe I can't quite remember which one, but I know he doesn't really eat meat either it just it seems like it's one of those things that's kind of picking up with athletes it's like what do you to get your protein you know like what do you what do you eat instead to get your protein and like how do you have to spend extra time with your nutritionist to make sure that you're getting the proper stuff because I've heard that sometimes vegetarians can have a hard time because they're not eating enough protein or they don't like to eat yeah the vegetarian thing get have protein in them because, you know, who wants to eat a bunch of beans and lentils and barley and <laughs> 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 he
2: yeah, <said> lentils he said
0: lentils. I actually kind of like lentils, yeah, though. That's... I like lentils, <laughs> though, but I like to eat it, it every day.
3: Yeah. Uh, I try so, to mix it uh, up. I just I try to mix it up, like... Everybody thinks, like, you just eat raw vegetables all day and stuff. No, I I try to mix it up. See, the, the best thing about me is my mom's a master chef, and she taught me how to cook real early, so I know how okay. to cook. Nice. And I just I mix it up. Like, I try various things. I don't always try to stay one, you know, consistent thing. Like, I can't eat one freaking thing. Skip that. I just I don't know I like I try beans I mix it up with rice or whatever then I'll try pasta without that I'll make a pizza without you know just cheese or a whole bunch of veggies or whatever you know yeah. like I whatever that's in the refrigerator that's what I'm going for.
0: Hey, if you, <laughs> if you like if you miss so, cheeseburgers, yeah, oh. if you miss cheeseburgers, oh you know what? Do the Do I the just, Beyond it, Raws, the Beyond Raw Burgers. That's the closest thing you'll get to. Getting an actual, like veggie burger that tastes like an actual burger. They're they're good. I,
3: I, I I'm actually getting. I'm trying to get into veggie burgers, like. this man, we can I can't believe we're talking about burgers.
0: Try like, to be on you Try try to be on wrong. Like,
3: They actually that's, like burgers they, is my weakness. And pizza. They
0: blew, like, pizza and they burgers blew. is my
3: weakness. Yeah.
0: They bleed like real burgers. They taste like real burgers. They look like real burgers. If
3: it's not the real thing, I ain't going to eat it. <laughs> I'm
0: telling you. <laughs> it's,
3: <laughs> it's, it's a,
2: and there's no soy in it.
0: There's no soy in it, which is good. Cause I, if I, I try and avoid soy, but... Yeah, but,
3: I I just learned, like, a few years ago that guys eat soy or whatever.
0: Contributes to this. You don't want to. You don't want to get moved. And
3: I was drinking soy milk for like two years straight until somebody told me that.
1: So let let me let me ask you this here real quick because this is something that bo- that that boggled my mind and I didn't I didn't want to cut you guys off but uh, I will smash anything to work on my dad bod so I don't care about nutrition so I'm just gonna right <laughs> with that um, now if I remember right uh, you you fought at 147 last time right.
3: Um, 147.
1: Was was that fight with Fidor at 147?
3: Oh, no, 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 no. We didn't fight at 147. Um, we fought at 154. Okay. Yeah, 154.
1: So, when you were walking around at 180, 185 pounds, did you have to cut 31 pounds to get to 154? Yeah. Oh <laughs>
3: Holy fuck it
1: How- That's the big takeaway I look at is by cutting 17 pounds like that, you know, off of your normal, that's got to be draining to
3: have to lose that for a fight.
2: It is.
3: It's, and, you know, well, actually, so, like, that was, like, when I was walking around 180, like I said, that was, like, five years ago. I was much younger you know when I was a te- when you're a teenager, like twenty yeah. pounds
2: is nothing.
3: In two <laughs> two three days is nothing. Yeah. But like, but like now, yeah, You know if. You know, it, like I was thinking about stuff like that. You know, like I don't want to be drained and exhausted for a fight because I have to fight to make weight. Even though, like, ironically, like I walk around sixty two, sixty three, um, I kind of did that fight in my last fight before that. Um, I just I didn't want it to do that. Like, I don't know how Jared Heard and then Charlo's, and, uh, Errol Spence. I don't know how them guys do it. Like, you know, them guys walk around one eighty, one ninety, and then they're they be at one fifty four. But I, I guess, like, you know. They, you know, they train all the time, you know. So they train all the time, you know. They got all the stuff that they need, and they have like months ahead of time to fight. You know, when it's when it's guys yeah. like us, you know, we, we still have to work and stuff, and we, you know, we gotta take time off or whatever. We don't have the right nutritionist or whatever, but. If I'm walking around like when somebody told me like uh a guy one of my friends told me Errol Spence walks around one eighty and the reason why he makes one forty seven because he's always trained. I mean, he, he don't have to work. You know, uh mm-hmm. he was one of the luck he was one of the lucky fighters to wear. You know, he was taken care of and he can train as much as he wants to. You know, that's how he makes 147. I'm like, shit. Excuse my French. If I walk around 160 and this guy walks around almost 200 pounds, I should be at, like,
0: 140.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I should make 140 easily. But, like, I guess that comes in a time when when I'm in that position to where I could not have to work. Maybe I'll think about it. Maybe I'll think about you know going out on one for it. You know why you're,
1: not? But you're right.
3: That's the, that's
1: the big difference too. Is you know when when you can't wake up and spend 12 hours a day at the gym, and then have your in house cook cooking your dinner, only to you know you know what I mean, R- rinse and repeat seven days a week. That's a big difference, you know, and that's why like. I was asking about the weight thing because I, you know, I was going to say, man, kudos to you, but that must suck that, you know, you, <laughs> you, you got to go that far <laughs> with, with, you know, a schedule that doesn't necessarily allow you to do nothing but this. So that was, right. that's what I just blew. Cause I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, I weigh two fifteen and I'm five foot seven. It oh. takes me, you know, I mean, I could go run two miles. And I might cut three pounds, and I'm excited. And then after that, I'm done. I'm not trying. I don't know <laughs> how I'm going to cut 33 yeah. pounds in, like, a month. Like, it doesn't, I just, it blows my mind just thinking Diet. about, well, I, I wish. One day, one day, Elijah, I'm going to look like a, a physical specimen like you are um, <clears throat> for the time. I'm gonna continue to have to arch when I uh, to make sure I am aiming correctly when I pee, so I can see over my gut. So <laughs> I, I, I will one day get that. One day I'm gonna. When we move into this new house, I'm gonna get like a. I don't know. I want to get one of those things about the Jacob's ladder or something like that, where you gotta climb this ladder thing that keeps oh, moving yeah. and moving. Oh yeah, I want
3: one
0: uh, of those. Those are. I have one of those at my gym. I should try and use that so thing.
1: I'm gonna. And then I'm gonna turn into a Greek god. and Then I'm gonna come on here and just laugh at everybody. Like you remember me? <laughs> <laughs> you remember me? <laughs> you
0: used to make fun I of like,
1: me. <laughs> I so, climbed at her while watching TV. I got get one it.
0: more question for you, Vishon. Yeah. So, I uh, I want to get your take on this because this is a hot one, a hot hot one in boxing right now. What do you think about Mikey Garcia saying he wants to move up to challenge Errol Spence for for uh, for a fight? Because if that happens, that that'll be a, that'll be a huge fight. And I just I want I want your I, I just want to see what you think about it because man, that's like a a boxing fans dream fight
3: there. The The huge plight to that topic here is he better quit. Because I don't know what the heck he was thinking when he said he will fight Earl Spence at 147. Like okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to be realistic. Mike Garcia is is amazing. He's amazing. Like, he... His preeminence at one what what one forty, one thirty
1: five? Is where he's got two straps. One thirty
3: five, yeah. yes. Yes. He, like he's there. But one forty seven? Earl Spence. Like, Mikey RC is like freaking five five, five six. Earl Spence is what he's probably my height. I'm five ten, maybe five five nine ish. And he has a Speed. he has the power. I mean he he doesn't have the, the exact, you know, uh, uh accuracy and precision the way that, you know, the the you know, he calculates his, his punches, you know, at, you know, right just like Mikey Garcia. But one thing that I, I give about Earl Spence, he does not quit. You know, he, he keeps he keeps bum rushing. He he's so powerful. He just he's He's a brute force, and like I said, he walks around
1: one eighty. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's like it's like an old muscle figure if you remember those like plastic yeah, things. And the wrestler guys. It's like a muscle, one of those guys. Just, it's like a brick shit house just stay in there.
3: Yeah, like, yeah. And, and the thing of the, that I'm thinking of. If Mikey hit him with one of his hard shots, would he even do anything to Earl Spence? Because like Earl Spence, he spars one of the Charlos. So if you spar in char- one of the char, if you spar one of the Charlos all the time, and then you and then you wind up getting to a fight with a guy that's coming up from one thirty five, it's like, will it do anything to you? Will this like fight be? I don't know because when you when you think about it, Pacquiao did dominate, obviously. you know, but that's just one of them fights you just have to see. Yeah. Like, I think about I think about it so much like, would this just be a complete blowout or would Mikey Garcia, like, surprise the world? Would he shock the world? It's just one of them fights. It's one of them dream fights you have to see. Like, you just can't say nothing. You just have to see it. it you know, you know, mentioned...
1: Mentioned Mikey and, and The Pacquiao thing and as good as Garcia is I think the Pacquiao thing is a good point Because the difference is Manny Pacquiao is like a Once in a lifetime
2: generation yeah, Guy
1: yeah. And even at 135 Mikey, Gar- I mean like I think the one thing that maybe helps Mikey Is he already looks like he's pushing that 135 threshold where I think He could make the weight and not Struggle because he doesn't, you know Neither is Mikey Garcia but he Doesn't have the Ideal. I want that guy's body for a fight. You know, he just, he looks like a, it's a dude. And he's so skilled that, I don't know, maybe, maybe he's already walking around 150, 155 as it is.
2: But I just,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, you know, but, but you know, you bring up the Manny thing and that completely changes my thought. Cause once again, Manny is Manny. And that's not something that comes around.
0: My, yeah, my thing is this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll jump in. And yeah, in a
3: and and like um, Manny, he just he was just naturally gifted. He had like everything. And the thing about Garcia, yeah, he he does like that. The body he has is it, not really appealing or whatever. Um, he doesn't have the naturally gifted, you know, traits that you'll see from like Floyd or, uh, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. He, he's not very fast. He's not, you know, physically powerful. But one thing that he does have is amazing timing, and he has, like, phenomenal skill. He just, he's very skilled. You know, and and that's one thing that a lot of other fighters, and especially this generation, lacks. They lack pure skill. They, they lack the... The ability of, you know, actual boxing. Most of these other guys just will, determination, train very hard, and, you know, relentlessness. But this guy, he has an IQ, like a very high IQ. So that's one thing that he does have over Earl Spence, is a very high IQ.
0: Yeah, and I was going to kind of, i like, I kind of feel the same way with you, like, I think Spence wins just because he combines the crazy gifted athleticism with, you know, with skill. Another thing that Errol Spence is really good at too is he's a really good body puncher. And, um, you know, the fight still intrigues me, like you said, though, just because even though Spence combines, like, the physical aspects with the technical skill, he might not be quite as technical as Mikey Garcia. He's still, like, one of the better technical fighters out there, but he also has that uh, right. off-the-charts athleticism, and he's the bigger dude. So right, I think he beats Mikey Garcia, but the fight still intrigues me because Mikey Garcia is probably the smartest, one of the smartest, if not the smartest, boxer, like, out there with like his adjustments and just kind of his timing and just knowing how to how to box so it intrigues me but i still think errol spence wins just because he's a more gifted guy but i just wanted to get your opinion on it and your take on it from someone who's actually in the sport see what they think so
3: yeah this is and i'm trying to be as very unbiased as possible like I try not to be unbiased when when it comes down to that question because I actually like both of this is just something that I have to see. I just have to see that fight,
0: yeah, me too. I'm geeked for it, so hopefully it happens yeah that'll
1: be that'll be a fun little fight hey, uh thanks for coming on once again. I cannot wait to see you fight on the twenty fourth I'm excited um. Uh, plug everything you got once again for all of our listeners that maybe didn't catch you last time you were on so they can uh, be in the know about Mr. Owens.
3: <laughs> Mr. Owens. Oh, I Mr. Can't, Owens. I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> get enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no, yeah, I was just saying just plug plug everything you got to Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, you know, everything that that you know you want you'd you want everyone to catch up and make sure they're they're keeping up on you.
2: Oh, um,
3: yeah. My Facebook is Vishon Owens. Uh you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh VSOP Owens. Yeah, VSOP is the liquor bottle. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't even drink. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I have a Snapchat, but I just oh, crap. What is my Snapchat? Don't worry about Snapchat. Just, just be Sean O's and be your... SO.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah, That's, keep uh, keep in touch with me, you I'm I'm promoting the match out of this fight. It's gonna be, like I said, you you guys. Don't miss it Don't miss we'll it We'll be there um, Don't Yeah You know like It's I I just I just know this one Is going to be amazing And of course I'm not fighting Slender Man again So you guys Will have to
2: Slender <laughs> <out. laughs> <laughs> Man Let's
1: go That's what I'm Talking about are you gonna do the? Are you gonna do the like the the UFC or the New Japan Pro Wrestling? And after the after the fight, you're like Fedora, you're dead. I'm coming for you, and you, you're gonna call him <laughs> off for a rematch. <laughs> I like Spiked the
3: microphone. crazy to say? I really do want a rematch, but I will wait on it. We'll wait down the line You know probably a mandatory Or a title shot I'll I'll wait on it But I do want a rematch I really do
1: I don't know if they'll allow it When we're sitting in uh, in the, the that media section Elijah But I'm going to sneak a Like a, a a sign like a wrestling show Into my suit coat And I'm going to pull it out And it's just going to say Slender Man on it And I'm going to hold that thing up during the fight Oh
3: Hey, you know what's even crazier? I forgot to throw this in there. There was word that he's actually going to be on this card as well. Yeah. Yeah, he is. yeah and we're
1: going to be in the
3: same. We're going to be in the same dressing room, so that's that's, that's going to be saying. fun.
1: You got to get out there, <laughs> I'm coming for no. oh, <laughs> you, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, go throw a towel in the ring, and I'm going to start banging on the cat, and then I'm going to get tased and arrested and kicked out, but I'm going to be i gonna- gonna-
2: gonna- I get him! And they're going
1: gonna- to get I this in You're going to be on your own after that. Thankfully, it's not snowing, so I won't get thrown out in the cold. I
0: can flag oh my it. God. That drive was it. terrible.
1: <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's All gonna right. be awesome. I can't wait. Thanks again for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, we'll see you at the fights August 24th.
3: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Can't
0: wait to see thanks you guys there. Out. We'll be yes, there. Thanks for coming on, Vishon. Always, ladies and gentlemen, ready
1: to take out. I'm telling you, needs to come out like it's a new Japan show after the, after the main event.
0: Can yeah, you guys put me in the ring with? Why are you guys put me in the ring with Dimitri Bo- Bivol's half brother?
1: <laughs> I'm coming for you! I am taking the victory! I am going to snap you in half!
0: Ah, and Bichon, punch- going to attack the attack the truck that that uh, Fundara's on with like with a with a, a pl- with a dolly cart and like throw it through the window like Conor McGregor.
2: Ah, what you, you to me?
1: and run out the back like, like they did
2: <laughs> <was> like a...
1: <laughs> oh man, awesome interview, always a pleasure having him on, uh, let's yeah, break we come great back. Interview. these HBO fights Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one that on Saturday went, oh no when uh, that right hand connected in the 8th round of the main event there
0: <laughs> dude, he literally he literally looked like on that first knockdown, he looked like Pissing Honda When pissing Honda Is like scooting back After you like Like knock him down Like scooting backwards Before he falls And I just got the like Like the like Feet noise in my mind And I'm like Oh god That scared me I was Ah
1: I You know Like I said though I know you got some negative I got some positive So I can't wait to talk about this We're going to hit this break We'll be right back Standing a count Most
0: people Would consider this Illegal 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 What was mere
1: vision Suddenly became a reality when you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soul the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, in and more. We are Strong Style.
3: Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate.
2: Just respect Just my Hey, Alex Mello here, one half of the pop culturists, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside half pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office. Run down the Manic movie minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the pop culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strongstyle media or search strongstyle media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strongstyle Media, we are conglomerates. It's time for the
0: main Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy Dub. One a half the standing account radio. You want flight analysis, news, or look at the local Minneapolis Minnesota box team. Then tune in Sundays, 10 PM Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the Teach Science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's the standing 8 Account Radio, and that's presented by Strong
2: Style Media. We are a conglomerate.
0: Dude, that's what I was just gonna say. I'd never realized how much that sounds like the beginning of John Cena's song. <laughs>
2: do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa,
0: that was tight. That was bu- uh, some I, mo. You never heard of MOP?
1: Oh yeah, I've heard of Andy up. I feel like uh, I feel yeah. like I want to punch somebody as I hear that.
0: That's why I put it on there, man.
2: Get that fool! Kidnap that fool! <laughs> <laughs> get him! Get him! Get him! Get him! Get him!
1: And then and then he comes out with the John Chena.
2: Abadou. John
3: Abadou.
1: John Chena. Yeah, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what uh Santino used to call him. John, John Chena.
0: Chena That's funny.
1: <laughs> you know, I was looking at this too and I, I totally blanked I was gonna ask him and I didn't. But ESPN if you go into their schedule, um and you look at the the, the Minneapolis card it has on here uh Vshaad Owens versus Ounce 6 or 8 rounds junior middleweight which is 140 Oh wow So either they that so they may be wrong. I was going to ask him. I wanted to be like, "Hey, how's it feel to be on ESPN.com? You're on the same ESPN.com. thing as uh uh Poppy What's that dude's name? Uh, the guy from Dan Lebertard?
0: Oh, um Poppy, I think. I think his name is
1: just Poppy.
2: He's like Dan Lebertard. Dan Lebertard show <laughs> in the radio. <laughs> Dan, <ESPN>. Lebertard. <laughs> <ESPN.com>. Dan Lebertard,
0: ESPN.com dot com. Dan Lebertard radio show.
1: <laughs> who's the Stugats? That's the other guy.
0: Stugats.
1: Um, let, so let's go to the the undercard fight first. Dimitri Bivol. I
2: just
0: What's want a disclosure. I just want to make uh-huh. a disclosure here. I'm not necessarily disappointed in how—I um, don't really have anything negative in how Kovalev performed. It's more negativity of just his attitude in general. And like I said, I'll get into that more when we talk about the fight, but my my negative is not about the way he fought. So I just wanted to I kind of leave that out there.
1: I didn't even see anything attitude-wise that he did, so this intrigues me because I didn't... Not, not during didn't the eat.
0: fight. Not during the fight, just something something earlier that I, I saw earlier in the week. But, yeah, Let's we'll just get go into, into it. it.
1: That intrigues me way more than the Bivol fight.
0: Okay. So you want me to just go into that now? Let's just talk to my around first. Okay, so I, I read an article on ESPN about how Kovalev was... He just felt like he was blaming everything on on John Jackson about his two losses to Ward, and you know he he kind of, like he, to me he's never really kind of just come to grips with that. Yeah, the first fight could have went either way, but the second fight Ward beat me, and he's mm-hmm. like I feel like he's blaming everybody else, you know, saying his training wasn't good and yada 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 this and that, and then. You know, with Ward, he kinda wore down. You know, the two fights against Ward, he kinda started off fast and you know, was good up until about round five or six and then he kinda wore out. And we've seen it happen this fight.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, it's like exactly what happened at the end there.
0: So you So this obviously is not a problem with John Jackson or whoever else was training him before. This is something that's starting to become an issue for Kovalev. And I just, I feel, I've, I've kind of always felt that he's just, his his attitude is kind of just to blame everybody else and to not just, not kind of just take a loss like a man, you know what I mean? And say, so, yeah, I lost and I have to do better. You know, just, I just feel like he kind of just cops out that way, but... I mean, even more after seeing this fight. I, even more after I read that article before the fight. I'm just like, oh god. And then now after seeing him kind of wear down again, I'm like, oh man. Like I'm just like, oh god. Now I just really, just really dislike this guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. I, that's all I had to say about that. So whatever you have, whatever you think about that, or whatever you want to say about that, go ahead. But that's just that's just the negative thing that i had to say it had nothing to do with how he fought
1: yep well and i would i would almost that was part of my positive that i was going to say is as opposed to when when you know he's he's beefing with his trainer and he pissed and bitched and moaned and took a knee and sat down like a punk against andre ward he got up like not a lot of guys are going to get up and try to fight three knockdowns off like he did against uh Alvarez there, and I I looked at that as a positive compared to the John Jackson. Whereas Jackson, he he drops and he's just whining and yelling at the corner. And I, I was I I credit him for actually getting back. I didn't think he should have got up after the second one, let alone yeah. getting up and trying again and then eating that third one. Um, and I, so I, I agree I'm,
0: with that. I, like that. I agree with that. that. Huh? I. Sorry, go ahead. No, go. No, you're good. I, I I agree with all that. I just I I have no problems with the way he fights. It's just how he conducts himself, like after the fights.
1: Well, but I didn't. Like, so, I don't think he did anything after this fight, though. Like he did the last. No.
0: Time. No. 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 He did. He didn't this time. I didn't even watch the like post fight stuff because I was trying to fit other stuff in. But I'm just saying, just after reading the article and seeing him kind of wear wear out in the second half of the fight again, like he has been lately i just was like dude you know come on man but but no he didn't do anything he didn't do anything after this fight that made me do it but when he was like blaming john jackson and stuff before the before this fight and i read the article before this fight i just like you gotta be kidding me
3: and, so, and
1: he was doing before this fight with what training trainers you know like i don't i just i don't think those two liked each other and i, I mean it's I know. I know he complained a lot during the Ward stuff, but him him complaining about the former trainer as he changed is, I mean, it's something that like I mean, look at Rigondeaux. He just bitched about Rock Nation to the point that they ruined his career, and he just quit Rock Nation and blamed them yeah. for for him not fighting. Like, I I almost have just become desensitized where that's just what everybody does when they switch.
3: Yeah, you know. I
1: mean, like I I. I I don't think he had any reason to continue to bring it up and blame him in in what you read. I agree with that. I think that's petty and there's no point to it, but I think people got to know nowadays when you're, you know, if you're analyzing and reading this stuff, everybody says that. Like everybody, when they change, they look at, look at when, um, James Kirkland, he blamed Ann Wolfe for bad training and it didn't work and he changed trainers and it didn't matter. still got his ass
0: kicked. She had, she had him fighting at his best. That was dumb of him.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, but, it, you know, being, it's agreed, agreed. But it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, somebody gets bitter nowadays, and in the world of social media and having the opportunity to do interviews, you're going to just take shots at people because it's that's just how everyone is. And it's it's yeah. overall, I think it's stupid, and I'm with you on that aspect. But I think, I mean, after the fight, he said, I'm okay, I'm fine. Thanks for everybody who, who asked about it. You know, the better man won.
0: And that was yeah, what all said. That's that's not, um, that that's, I didn't see that, and I didn't think he did anything, cr- like, crazy, like, right after the fight, so, I just, the, the article, just, the article and the way he lost just kind of put some sour, like, a sour taste in my mouth, like, dude, you're really gonna blame your trainer when, you know, it maybe might have to do with your conditioning, and you're not getting yourself conditioned Mm -hmm. enough or maybe you're not working as hard as you could have been or, or you used to work, you know, I, so that's just that was just my thoughts about that was just my negativity Mm -hmm. on Kovalev up to this fight and kind of after the fight, but I have no negativity about how he fought and like how he conducted himself or what he did after the fight. So. Yeah.
1: No, I I hear you. I hear you. Um, Kovalev was up on most cards, 59, 55, uh, winning all but one round uh, that, that shot, there was the, you know, a jab uppercut right after he got up, he unleashed a combination. Kovalev went down a third time. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was brutal. He almost made it out of the round. And, you know, I don't know if that would have made a difference. Um, you know, the, the Kathy Duvall, uh Kova's promoter, uh, said he has the rights to rematch for his contracts, but she's unaware, unaware if he would seek it or unsure if he's going to seek it right away. Although Kovalev was in control to the sixth round, she said she was concerned. She said Sergey was way ahead, but I think he seems to gas out after six rounds. Um, that was the magic round with Andre Ward in the first fight when he gassed. I assume he got tired. I was very happy with how the fight was going, but I kept saying to Kovalev's manager, "Let's get past the six and I'll relax." But you saw what happened. Um, I don't want to take anything from what Alvarez accomplished. Sergey was dominating, and Alvarez came back and stopped him. That was a pretty impressive accomplishment. Sergey was fighting brilliantly for six rounds, but he gassed out. So this is, this is becoming the trend. Um, you know, he, he just, he just, he overdoes it, it seems like. He, he gets, the second it seems like lately he gets anyone in any bit of trouble. We saw it with twice with Ward. Um, once you know And not the second time really putting Warren in trouble But we saw in the first You know three rounds or so he's He gets any type of opening He lands punches And he just gasses He just goes And You know I don't know if that's because He's losing his power with age And he, he's just Continuously going for it And it's He's just burning himself out Or you know, if this is the end of Sergey Kovalev?
0: I, you know, I think usually your power is, like, one of the last things to go. Like, your, your speed and your stamina usually, you know, start to kind of erode a little more than your power does. So, I think it maybe, because before the Ward fights, he was, like, high activity pressure, skilled pressure fighter, and you know, he didn't wear down. It didn't seem like like mm-hmm. he like he is starting to now. So I don't like I said, I don't know if he's not training hard enough or if he just is losing stamina as he ages. You know, it's kinda hard to it's kinda hard to maintain that, that style of of fighting yeah. as you get older, the in your face pressure, you know always. Well especially you know, fighting top at one hundred
1: seventy five too. I mean it's yeah. not like he's you know, they're carrying a lot more weight around. You know, and that's the yeah. one thing, too, that I... I mean, he said his ultimate downfall after the first Ward fight is he was so mad about the decision that he overworked himself and and burned himself out for the second fight. And you could tell, you know, halfway through that fight, it was a different Kovalev than the first Kovalev Ward fight. And, you know, he he finished Shabransky in two rounds to get that belt back. He went the distance with Chalemba, but it's not like anything was major after the first few rounds. And we saw here again with leader Alvarez. I mean, leader Alvarez is a great fighter, but Kovalev was, was handling him without a problem. I had it 58-56. I had, I had it 3-2 as opposed to 4-1. I, a,
0: I couldn't believe Letterman's card. I had it 3-3, well, the, actually. Well, I had it 3-3 up to the...
1: Yeah, well, there was only they only scored yeah they scored six rounds but that's that's the one I or no, I had it 4-2 I had it 4-2 I had it 58-56 but if you look at the judges scorecards they all only gave uh, Alvarez one round just like Letterman did
0: yeah I, I thought the judges it was all
1: 59-55 and I I, I cuz I gave the the second and the third to Alvarez and I gave the other four to Kovalev um but I could see how somebody would give the third to Kovalev instead of Alvarez. So I mean, I wasn't against it, but I mean, I don't know. It is what it is.
0: I thought Alvarez uh, was blocking a lot of a lot of Kovalev's headshots that he was throwing. Yeah. And maybe thought were scoring. I thought that a lot of those were being blocked. But you know, it was Kovalev. a good fight. No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Even Ke- Kellerman was Kellerman was saying, was thinking the same thing that I was thinking.
1: Yep. Yeah, I remember Kellerman said that he didn't agree with the uh, with Letterman, uh, but you know he was doing the right things at least in the judge's mind, and he you know he's winning the yeah. fight. And then you know, and it's you know, and that that was one of the things too. Alvarez doesn't have the power because he only has two knuckles; doesn't have the four. But I tell yeah. you what, man, you time a punch like that—that that perfect. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I mean, that well, was know. nasty.
0: The second punch, the second punch, or the in the second Kovalev Ward fight, the punch that really hurt Kovalev was a perfectly timed right hand. Mm-hmm. Like yep, that just landed good. like on the money, and that's what did it in the second Ward that really hurt Kovalev in the second war Kovalev fight. And he Ward's not a, a super power puncher by any means, you know. So I guess another you know, thing you could say too is. Kovalev had the bad fortune of getting hit by two like pinpoint like perfect shots like right in the in the in the face,
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's the one thing too. It seems like Kovalev is a hundred percent able to control anybody he fights until he eats that counter, I mean. You look at the scorecard, you know, and that's the one thing when uh, Lampley said too, and, you know, he's, and and I didn't even think about it is you look at these three losses, he was up on these scorecards until something like this happened, where he ate just the most perfect shot, and it changed the entire fight of all three of them. And this was no different. I mean, this one, and this was a definitive, like, like I said, I gave him kudos for getting back up. I couldn't believe he got up the second time, but man, he just, I mean, Alvarez, Alvarez did the opposite of what King Kong did with Wilder. I'll, I'll say that. He, uh, yeah. he pounced on him. And that was smart. And, you know, kudos to him. And, you know, I look at, I, like I said, that was my positive that I had. But I also, you know, I give positive kudos to leader Alvarez now. Because if I'm Alvarez, I'm, I'm looking at Adonis Chickenson going, I, I knew you didn't want to fight me because I was going to beat your ass, you puss. Yeah. You know, and now I think... I think through all things being said, the thing that I I wanted to bring up about the 175 is I think, I think if Kovalev invokes his rematch, I think it's going to be a big fight. I think it's going to do better than this fight did. Um, I think it, you know, whether he wins or loses, I think Kovalev looks, looks okay. Coming out, going back at it and giving it another shot. I think Alvarez looks good for dethroning Kovalev. Um, you know what? Once Ward left the division, and it looked like Kovalev was taken back over, and I think the positive for me is this makes Stevenson look even worse.
0: Yeah, he, I mean he they were even talking about an HBO.
1: Yeah, like he 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 don't, he won't fight the guy, ducked him for five years or whatever. Kovalev steps up and says, "Screw it, I'll fight you. May the best man win." I mean, you know, to me that makes me happy. That chickenson looks like a punk even worse now, because I can't stand yeah. that
0: dude. I, they they were they were taking funny like jokes and shots <laughs> at at Stevenson too. Like on HBO, like I think Lampley or someone said, "Well, you know, you got the fighting champion Stevenson who." <laughs> who like just turned this guy down like five times or something? Like it's just like they are making like little subtle jads at Stevenson a few times, which I which I kind of got a kick out of. But I mean, we see <laughs> we see we see why we see why Stevenson didn't want to fight a leader Alvarez because a leader alvarez uh, a leader Alvarez would beat him. I just I it's, that's just it is what it is. He knows does that. Steve, Did Stevenson he that want he to hang with him?
1: Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, you're 100 percent right, and that's. I think it's the truth. Do you do you think Stevenson now goes and tries to fight Kovalev after he's been beaten three times and wounded, and then go try to defeat him and then be like, "Look what I did! Look good at me!"
0: I don't know. I think I think he'll probably try and uh, have uh, Dominic Brazil come down, drop down to light heavyweight, and fight him. No, I'm kidding. I I'm just making up something John stupid. Pascal but yeah, yeah, he'll 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 defend he'll he'll defend his title against John Pascal. You know, you know, and that's uh,
1: is who is he supposed to be defending against now? Doesn't I think he have and a bat-
0: Jack? Are having a rematch?
1: Well, he said no to Badu Jack. I have no he said to, no
0: to a Badu Jack rematch.
1: Fight again. I just beat him. He's a
0: scrub, dude. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's, sad too, it's, he, it's sad too because he—it's sad too because he's not like a scrubby fighter. He just doesn't like to take chances. It's really annoying.
1: He's—he's he's a puss. He's a puss bullet, puss bucket. That's—he's the epitome of what we complain about with boxing. When you know we—you we, look at—and that's the one thing that I—that I praise the one seventy-five division. If you look at in the last. You know, going, going on two years this November, we got, we got Kovalev and Ward fought twice, whether, whether it did a lot or not. Kovalev fought a leader, Alvarez. Dimitri Bivol's talking about fighting a leader, Alvarez. You know, Chalemba's up there still fighting cats. Better Biav's out there. So we got a lot of guys that are actually going and fighting while this dude just hibernates in, in Montreal. Like, so as bad as he is, the rest of the division isn't letting him bring it down.
0: Oh, this, is, this will never happen. This will never happen, but just do a tournament. Throw all those guys in the tournament. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. Do a 175 Super Series and see if he'll go in there. He won't go in there anyway.
0: Unless Fonfara's in there.
1: I will decline my my number one seed. I do not have time. Unless,
0: unless I get to fight Fonfara every time. <laughs> Fonfara, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., he's got me in there.
1: I only want the best. He fights them. The I forgot though. He is defending the title on November third against Alexander Vodzik
0: He's fighting Vodick.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like you can oh either rematch okay. Jack. You gotta fight a leader, or you're fighting Vodick.
0: Why, why? And he picks Vodick out of the bunch. That's interesting. Yep. Vodick's so gonna pummel him. Oh, I hope
1: so. I hope so. I'll be sitting there with a bag of popcorn like that Michael Jackson meme. <laughs> popping the popcorn in excitement. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where we go next, obviously. Dimitri Bavol on the undercard. Uh, had, a, had a good-looking show. The first three rounds, he was destroying Chalemba. Chalemba kind of came back. You know, they, I mean, I think they said Chalemba didn't land a punch until, like, the fifth round. Like, a clean punch.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which
1: is bad, but the whole showed that he is, you know, it made me realize that he is young, young. Like, he's not, you know, he's still hes still a little rough around the edges. But I'm still confident that this dude is going to be a bad dude and a badass player for 15 years in this division barring an injury.
0: Oh, man, hes he's tremendous talent. He has all the physical abilities that... A lot of, like, those Eastern European fighters, they say, don't have, like, he's got great foot speed, he's got great hand speed, he's very technically sound, he's a very good defensive fighter, um, and he's got punching power. So, I mean, he's got all the tools, and I'm not take I don't take anything away from him or have any, like, doubts on how good he is going to be because he didn't, because Isaac Chalemba lasted with him because... That's just what Chalemba does. Mm-hmm. And yeah. One 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 thing I take away from that fight is Chalemba is usually the tricky guy that fighters have to try and solve because he's kinda he's kinda awkward. He's kinda tricky. He's very slick for a guy his size and he's just kind of an unorthodox like fighter. And Bivol, like, actually kind of had him out of his game, like, right away, whereas he's usually able to kind of stay, like, hang with these guys and kind of get them out of their games, and then the guys finally adjust to him and, like, pull away. But it seemed like Bivol was just on him the entire fight, and Chalemba was a guy that was trying to figure out Bivol. So I, I, I I think it was a very good showing by Bivol, so
1: hmm And Chalemba's been a name, like a, a tough fighter for years too, and yeah. I you know, I, I think he deserves the credit for that too. Uh uh so I don't know. I mean I I don't know I think in a perfect world I wanna see Kovalev rematch Alvarez and I wanna see Bavol take another fight before fighting Alvarez.
0: I wanna see Bavol and Better Bia fight.
1: Holy crap. <laughs>
0: Let the two young guys kind of go in there and see who's the better of the young guys and then put them up against one of the big names. Here's here's your perfect world
1: to what you said with the tournament. Adonis Stevenson finally, like, you know, okay, something happens, whatever. He finally agrees to fight Kovalev because he sees Kovalev as a beaten man. Kovalev beats him, okay? Now we have the Kovalev... Alvarez unification rematch And then we have the better be B- of unification and then we have The two winners Okay But I just I, I don't know if there's enough time Left for that because it all depends On what happens with, with and maybe Kvodzic just probably Stevenson And Kvodzic goes I'll go fight Alvarez
0: I'm surprised because I thought Vodzic was moving up to heavyweight Or that's Yusig that's moving up to heavyweight Yeah yeah Usyk's going up there I was get Voldsig and Voldsig mixed up. They're both a couple Alexanders, that's why. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's
1: it's uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, kudo's by the way to uh for Bevole's sake, the the comparisons he was getting was awesome. You know, they were saying, we haven't seen a guy with speed like this at 175 since Roy.
0: Since Roy. I know. That's crazy, isn't it?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And you watch him. God, there was a lot of the... We had two... We had four of the top ten on this card. That's awesome. Kovalev, DeVol, Alvarez, and then Marcus Brown fought uh, Lennon Castillo on the undercard, too. So, they're really throwing them on there. Better be of October 6th against Callum Johnson... And then November 3rd is uh, Adonis Stevenson and Oleksandr Vodzik. Vodzik. I wanted to bring this up to you.
3: Mm-hmm. Have
1: you ever heard of this uh, this Dazen app? Dazn app? What's it called? It's D-A-Z-N.
0: No, I haven't.
1: So it's this, like, ultimate fight app is what it's called. It's 10 bucks a month. And they have they're showing all these boxing and bellator and all these kind of cards like this. Um and I'm looking at it in September, I think there's is there two in September? On this thing, let me let me pull this up. So I uh, we got September 22nd um and October 6th. They have boxing on both of these shows or on their, their network. This might be worth a subscription. September twenty second, we get the Anthony Joshua Alexander Povetkin fight on there. It's not going to be on Showtime. Interesting. Um, and then we go to October sixth. We're getting the shows in Chicago. We're getting Drell uh, Big Baby Miller in a fight. We're getting Katie Taylor's next title defense. Uh, she's taking on Cindy Serrano. Jesse Vargas is is fighting somebody, and then we also get the Arthur Betterbee of Callum Johnson fight for Betterbee's title.
0: Wow, I might have to do like a trial or something for that. Yeah,
1: but they also show they got Bellator on here. Um, Bellator two hundred five is on there. Bellator two hundred six has Rampage against Vandalay and Musashi against Rory McDonald. Oh uh, Bellator 208 has Fedor versus Chel Sonnen.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> are we are we in yeah. 2012 right now?
1: I don't know. It's You can watch this on a Roku, Apple TV, a Fire TV, on your mobile tablet, on computer, and you can also download this app on your Xbox One or PlayStation 4.
0: Wow, I might have to subscribe to that. Speaking. Did, uh, you, did you hear the big? I just like we're. I just wanted to jump in quick, since since we mentioned the little MMA. Did you see the big fight that got announced?
1: No. Well, real real Conor quick. How much are this? Um, okay, sorry. They're, they're showing. They're showing Bellator, but they're also showing all the matchroom boxing stuff, which is the Eddie Hearn stuff, and it's also going to show all the walk world boxing super series stuff.
0: Ooh, wow. Okay. I think you might have sold me.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. Like, holy cow! Yeah, the the Habib and uh, McGregor fight.
0: Oh man, that's gonna be a good one.
1: Yeah, I I will actually
0: I'm, I will watch that.
1: I'm go, I'm going Habib. I want Habib to win. I'll,
0: I'll hope me too. I think Habib. I think Habib will beat him with his style. But it's, I'm still intrigued by it. It's
1: it's just like a Floyd Mayweather fight. They it's. You know these guys are so good at selling these. McGregor, you see McGregor and you watch a promo video with him and you're like, holy crap, I can't wait to see this, whether you like the guy or not. It's like a Floyd thing. You know, it's there's some guys that are just good at that, and I mean he's good at it.
2: <laughs> well, know, I, mean, I don't want him to win, in the but...
0: octagon, in the octagon, McGregor is good. I may not like yeah. him as a person, but he is a he's a hell of a fighter in the octagon.
1: He's and he's. He's what what like we said with the Charlos and, and Floyd and stuff, where he backs it up. He's not he's not some of these guys who run their mouth and they get their ass kicked.
0: You yeah, know?
1: and that's that's what makes him intriguing. You know, like he said, but he's,
0: man, he's fighting a guy who who freaking wrestled bears as a kid.
1: Yeah, I know. I it, it, I love Bear how comes. Habib just looks like some dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be a hell of a fight. Um, I actually did you I I uh, I, uh, I streamed those fights last night. Did you
0: watch those? I, I didn't get the the TJ Dillashaw Cody Garbrandt. I didn't, but I really wanted to watch that because I like I like watching both those guys fight. And that I saw that, that Dillashaw knocked him out in the first round, but but man, like he I wish I would have caught it. Him. Yeah, I, see. And Garbrandt's a
1: guy that I will equate to exactly what we just said about the McGregors and stuff. Garbrandt runs his mouth so much, and he's just got his ass kicked again. Yeah, I, I don't, Cody Garbrandt. I can't stand yeah. that
3: dude. I like,
2: like watching
0: fight, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 no. I, I could, I can I, see, I, I, just think he finally found <laughs> someone who's better than him and T.J. Dillashaw.
1: And you know the kind of guys that piss me off in these sports. And that is Cody Garbrandt is the epitome of a guy that just pisses me off. Like, hey, man, I'm going to beat your <laughs> ass. It's Snake, bruh. You're dead. Like, no, DJ Joe shot. beat your ass even quicker. Again. What blew my mind was Demetrius Johnson lost.
0: He, I didn't even see that he lost. He yeah. lost?
1: No, so, uh, three to rounds, who? two. Uh,
0: Henry Cejudo? Oh man!
1: Uh, Johnson got the first round, and then he took like the second, third, and fifth. He just he he's you know he's a little bigger, and he just got on top of him and outpointed him. Kept taking Jeez. him down. I couldn't, it. I couldn't believe that he beat him.
0: I thought I thought Mighty Mouse was unbeatable.
1: He didn't even look like he had fought after that fight and he's like but you know it is what it is
0: i just i'm reading the top stories and one of the stories is incompetent judges brought down the the ufc's greatest fighter ever
1: i i so. would i don't know if i call the fight call him incompetent i didn't i didn't hear anybody during the fight announcers or either fighter complaining about the judges yeah um like so who don't won i mean it is what it is
0: and then I think another thing, too, like, that was mentioned is that um, Johnson tore his LCL and broke his foot in that fight, too.
1: They they were they were out looking. Like, at, at the beginning of the, or in the first round, uh, yeah, so two judges gave it to Cejudo, forty eight forty seven and the third gave it to Johnson, 48 47. So it was a split decision. Yeah. Um Suhudo said to defeat the man, the myth, and the legend, it feels good. uh <laughs> Suhudo um, in the first round, like he did he he went to Southpaw because he like was bouncing on his toes standing orthodox and like you could see his like toes curl and he started backpedaling. Like they're like, uh oh, did he just tear his ACL? And then like mm-hmm. after the first round it didn't look like it bugged him, and he he said it was just like a like a weird like muscle spasm or, you know, like a nerve pinch or something, and then it went away. So it doesn't look like mm-hmm. there's any. In- but when that happened in the first, I'm like, oh great, well he's he's done. <laughs> but it, you know, it also didn't uh, didn't help that Johnson landed 110 strikes, and there a lot of them were leg kicks.
0: Jeez. Yeah, I wish I would have. I wish I would have watched that, but it
1: was uh, yeah, he countered five of fourteen uh, takedown attempts too, which is part of the reason why a lot of people said that Cejudo got the points is because people don't tend to tend to block Johnson's takedowns like that, and he uh, yeah. I mean he stuck nine out of his fourteen times, and then he was actually taking down Johnson, but it was smart. Though. If you get him on the ground, he can't he can't go crazy on you, so. I mean, he he fought the fight exactly how he should. I I think a rematch should happen, um, and I think both guys are okay with it. So Hudo do wanted want he's like I want he's like I I have no pro I want to go up to one thirty five and beat him too. He's
2: <laughs> like, nice. <I> feel
1: like... <laughs> and Dillashaw's like I'll bring him on. I don't care. Data White's like all right, guys, calm down. Let's not <laughs> start trying to unifying titles here like this, but. It was it was a fun little show. It's a fun little show.
0: Nice. So wow. what what do we got for news and rumors and stuff?
1: Um, you know, let me let me just kinda of pull up. I was I was looking through some of it and there hasn't been any like a, a ton of crazy stuff that looks like is actually going on. Uh U6 fighting to, Tony Below Tony Blue on November tenth, it looks like
0: goodbye to, I like Tony Ballou, but Usyk's going to beat him up.
1: Uh, Con December 8th. Uh, Berto said he's not interested in a rematch with Devin Alexander.
0: Of course not, because he didn't win the fight.
1: <laughs> um, let me, let me go back a little bit and just see if there's anything else that kind of,
0: uh, oh, one, Roy- thing I, one thing I noticed uh-huh. that, um, one thing I noticed is Tevin Farmer called out uh, Gervonta Davis after his fight, after he beat Bil- Billy Dib. After that, I don't think he wants any of the tank, honestly.
1: <laughs> I'm around out the tank.
0: Um, a little fat tank, as little fat tank, as <laughs> as the Charlo brothers call him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Pacquiao fighting December 2nd It looks like Um, They're thinking there's Depending if the Kell Brook Amir Khan Fight happens, Khan I guess has been Dying to fight Pacquiao Uh, WBC lightweight Champion Mikey Garcia is also An option for Pacquiao but he's in a tough Situation right now after having Told legions of boxing fans he wants to Fight Errol Spence in December Yeah
0: Yeah
1: that says uh, Mikey turns around and faces Pacquiao. He's going to look horrible in the eyes of the fans for failing to fight Spence after talking the fight up so much.
0: This is a pretty big. This is a pretty big news thing that we didn't cover. But Matisse retired. Yeah,
1: yeah. After just that recently. fight,
0: just recently. So he's he called he called it a career, which is probably to me it's probably a good time and probably in his best interests. He just doesn't look like he has enough in him to continue to fight at his style effectively. You know what I mean? He seems like he can't really pull the trigger anymore, and that was very evident against Pacquiao.
1: And that was the one thing, too, a lot of people were saying about Pacquiao that I didn't realize until after going back and just kind of watching highlights. Um, A lot of people said he looked like 2009, 2011 Pacquiao again. Like It looked like he finally put on back a bunch of muscle and looked big. Um, Which is why a lot of people are saying that you know he could be a lot tougher of a challenge than what what people would have thought before the Matisse fight. Uh, depending who he goes up against in December, so that was kind of an interesting one too. That I, like I said, I had to go back and look at because I was like, God, did he look that much bigger? And then I'm like, you know what,
0: he, he did. did look.
1: You know, five ten years ago.
0: And then Possibly. this is news that this is this is news that you're probably going to be pretty happy about. Uh Frank Warren has said that Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury is very close to being done.
1: Oh, Wilder's gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> Tyson Fury said that he feels Deontay Wilder is the is the uh like the I can't remember basically was saying like he's the top fighter in the world and that's why he wants to fight him. I I don't know if that's a smart move, Tyson Fury. <laughs> I, oh my gosh can, do you, can Fury channel what he did against uh, Klitschko and make Klitschko just really confused and goofy
3: hmm
0: you know Wilder's less skilled than Klitschko so I mean it could it could happen like Wilder like, Fury could get lucky but I doubt it I think Wilder just has too much, like length and athletic ability, and and snapping his punches and power for Fury to withstand to it. You like you 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 think you can go in there with, with Wilder. You know because he's not super skilled and he's kind of awkward and stuff, and you think you can go that go in there and be like, yeah, I can think I can outbox him. He's not gonna hit me with all those crazy looping punches that he throws. And then he hits you with one, and you're like out, and you're down, and you're like, oh my god, this guy hits really, 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 really hard. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't, I don't Fury's... give Fury much of a chance.
1: No, I th- I think Fury's gonna, or I mean, Wilder comes at him with the Donkey Kong, uh, Jack from Tekken punches, and Fury gets drilled like a railroad spike into the canvas. <laughs> so here's an interesting article that, um, more on the Manny Pacquiao thing. It says Pacquiao has to be matched against certain guys from the duel. Well. Pacquiao looked sensational in stopping the over the hill Lucas Matisse in the seventh round, but that was the type of opponent that Pacquiao can still beat. The guys that Pacquiao would be in trouble against are fighters like Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, Lomachenko, and Sean Porter. Pacquiao can probably beat Danny Garcia and Mikey Garcia. Even Lomachenko would be vulnerable if he had to move up to welterweight to fight Pacquiao. Lomachenko, though, has no interest in facing Pacquiao at 147. He wants him to drain down to lightweight to fight him. In that case, Pacquiao would be at the mercy of Lomachenko. It's a great fight for Lomo and a terrible one for Pacquiao. The man who wants to step in and help him make his next fight as great as it can be... Floyd Mayweather.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Mayweather said, uh, "Where he said, um, it is what it is. I'm actually going to get on the phone with Pacquiao after this and see if we can put him in a position. There's a lot of good competition for him out there that he could fight. Um, it says, I'm not sure how much Mayweather can help Pacquiao find an opponent. There's no market for Pacquiao versus Ashley Theopane. Uh, if Mayweather wants to match Pacquiao against one of his fighters from his stable, it could be a real disappointment to the boxing public. And that's even if he... Uh, where did it go? And Basically saying, even if he got Gervonta Davis to move up into weight, which wouldn't be fair either for him to go up to 147. That's
0: hilarious. Mayweather trying to... Man, you can't you can't knock his hustle though. I mean, he... yeah, no, he... hell
1: no, hell no, you can't. Everybody that's, that's everybody funny. talks about the the Pacquiao after what he did to Matisse, and everyone's like, "Ooh, damn, maybe Manny's back." Hell yeah, Floyd's smart. I'll, I'll help him get a fight. <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean. If you're Mayweather, would you risk sacrificing Gervonta Davis to move up to 147 to fight him? Do you, like, can you make enough money promoting that fight where if Davis gets smoked and loses any of his credibility that you still have made enough money that it doesn't matter?
3: No,
0: because I don't think Davis isn't a big enough name yet, quite no. yet to me. I don't, I don't... At least Floyd's not saying, I'll come out of retirement to fight him.
1: Yeah, no, he went on to say, I already beat the man once. Why do I need to beat him again? The better man won. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer, and I'm going to call him right now to try to promote him, but I don't need to fight him.
2: <laughs> I like, so he still dogged him. as he... <laughs>
1: Oh, fuck, Aaron.
2: <laughs>
1: like, even does. So... oh, man, it's funny. Um, I'd like to watch Manny Pacquiao beat Danny Garcia's ass. That would be fun.
0: Oh, my God, that would be – oh. dang, he's got to get past Sean Porter, though. Yeah, I don't know if he does that.
1: I I think, he, I think he's going to have trouble with Porter, man.
0: So do I. Porter, dude, Porter, He he's not my favorite fighter to watch. He's got a very ugly, rough neck, boring, like, style, but it's effective. Mm. And, like, he's one of those guys I don't think anybody really wants to get in the ring with because – He's, he's dangerous the way he fights. He, like, hits you with his head and holds you and roughs you up, wrestles you, and, and he's just, he's one of those fighters that a fight with him could, like, damage you down the line and, like, shorten your career because of all the roughhouse tactics that he uses. And it's just, like, a fight with him is, like, one of those fights that just takes, like, time off of your career, like, you know, someone who eats a really bad diet Takes time off their life Fighting fighting Sean Porter Can take time off Of your boxing career Because you know you're going to be in a war No matter what with him <laughs>
1: um, Yeah, so that, that Daz and D-A-Z-N thing um, It is Corrupting Daz the,
0: What? Corrupting Daz he said "daz" and I
1: said "corrupt" oh, and "daz." Oh, looks
2: like killing you. Uh,
0: is is an Eddie Hearn
1: or does have a thing with Eddie Hearn? <laughs> uh, looks like Shelly Finkel's told ESPN that he thinks they they very well could set up Wilder vs. Fury November tenth or November seventeenth on Showtime pay per view.
0: Wow, I'll I'll watch it.
1: Uh, and Eddie Hearn. To counter, offer Deontay Wilder a fight with Dillian White or Derek Chisora to make up for not having the fight with Joshua happen.
0: I would say F you, Eddie Hearn, i <laughs> fighting one of those guys. Suck my S-my-D. <laughs> That's
1: what I'm talking about. Uh, I would Dundee tell all. him
0: to get, get bent.
1: <laughs> yeah, Eddie Hearn is just a pleb. He's just a—he just bothers me. I mean, I get—I get what he's doing, and he's a promoter, and he's supposed to. But as a fan, I am also on the SMID trade. <laughs> uh, November tenth, done deal. Danny Jacobs versus Sergey Derevianchenko.
0: Ooh, that'll be a good one.
1: Uh, I think too. I'm going to look right now, but I, I'm guessing it's for that vacant IBF title that Golovkin had. Uh, yep, it's for the vacant IBF title. and It's going to be on HBO too.
0: So, does the winner of Golovkin Canelo get that? the winner of of the Jacobs the fight, or is it more? Yeah, because I I think I I think you have to, I think the winner I think you kind of have to, unless they plan to do like a tune-up fight. Before, you know the fight. To like fight the person who wins for the vacant. I think you gotta push Michael Sullivan to the side maybe. Unless they both decide to do a tune up fight, but I mean yeah, maybe hopefully finally we'll get these belts unified. And hey,
1: well I mean ultimately though, we still got that guy Billy Joe hanging around with oh, his title. Right.
0: I forgot he's still got he's still got a belt and continues he's to like back out, out of fights.
1: Title. Yep.
0: Is he going to turn into the Adonis Stevenson of the middle uh, division?
1: Hope. The only thing I could think of is if maybe it's one of those things where Billy Joe fights a Derevianchenko or a Jacobs.
0: Okay. And then Spike O'Sullivan's kind of just...
1: He, he could still fight the Golovkin Canelo winner, which would almost be a tune-up for those guys.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, it oh. looks
1: like... Uh, Keith Thurman's return fight, maybe against Josecito Lopez.
0: Oh God, I can't believe Josecito Lopez is still fighting. <laughs> I mean, it's and a, then it's, it's a good opponent to make your comeback for on when you're like coming off like a five year layoff, Keith Thurman.
1: Uh, the the Prograce Flanagan fights October twenty seventh in New Orleans for the World Boxing Super Series, but um,
0: nice. You want to go to New Orleans?
1: And then the last thing I had Danny Garcia said, Don't believe the hype. Mikey Garcia won't fight Errol Spence Jr.
0: Okay, Danny Garcia.
1: Yeah, Danny Garcia, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Danny Garcia.
2: Be bolder. Be bolder.
1: Hey, Danny Garcia. I believe Zach Sabre Jr. has something to say to you. Why not, though? Who's Tranquillo now, Ticket?
0: I what did he say? It sounded like Jordan Disker kinda.
1: He said, Hey Naito, who's Trank Kilo now, dickhead?
2: <laughs> what he what he
1: made on uh, Naito? he tapped him in the G one last year. Nice. <laughs> I'm
2: like, hey, what's up <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: man. That's all I got tonight. I we're gonna to we're wanna we're thank y'all for listening. We got
0: eleven minutes left, but I mean, I got yeah, hit with was, this. Yeah, I'm I'm getting hit with that too. And I mean, we can't we talk about what we need to talk about. So,
1: um, not. I mean, we can a, we can only
0: talk about Andre Berto and Devin Alexander for so long.
1: <laughs> I know we talked about it so much because we so watched that fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched that fight in like 2008. Mm. Not to, not yeah. not not yesterday. Um, I'm trying to see
1: anything coming up here. <sighs> wow, well, not. So like, oh, excuse me. There's not a lot coming up in this next week here. Um, on August 11th, next Saturday, on Facebook Watch, Jesus Rojas against Joseph Diaz Jr. for a WBA regular featherweight title. Uh but there's not not anything going on, really,
0: till August twenty fourth. Uh, uh
1: the the following uh the seventeenth um, Yoshihiro Kama guys on ESPN two with uh, Romel Cavario is on it too. Mm. Yeah, we got a couple. Of weeks we uh, Bryant Jennings against Alexander Dmitrienko,
2: Jesse Hart,
1: Shakur Stevenson are all on the undercard. Jason Sosa, I didn't know he still was fighting. Uh, they're all on the undercard. So I mean, there's there's a couple fights coming up in a couple weeks. Frampton Luke Jackson, Luke Jackson for Frampton's WBO featherweight. Uh, that also has the Tyson Fury Francesco Pianetta fight. Gabe Rosado Alfredo Angulo.
0: No. oh god. He said, "Uh oh." <laughs> um, it looks here like uh, that Juan Juan Hank many Olsen. He's going to defend yep. his title against uh Pedro Taduran on that's, August 28th. Uh,
1: it, yeah. Uh it doesn't have a there's no there's no like location though, is there?
0: Um in Thailand.
1: Oh, it is in Thailand. So that's Nakhon,
0: like Nakhon, Sawan, Thailand.
1: So that's a uh that's a Tuesday. So that'll be a a Monday night into Tuesday morning fight. Time to get my fire stick out to watch Wan Hang whoop some more ass. So That dude is the deal. I will try to find. Tataran
0: is, it's Tataran's first time fighting out of the Philippines, so he's well,
1: probably
0: he's just. A oppo- he's too. probably just an opponent. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I don't like. I don't necessarily, to be fair. I mean that dude I mean he's he's definitely the standout in this you know in in this division because there's you know strawweight has one guy that I think you have ever seen knock out CB Freshmart because he was on that one of those undercards with Pacquiao. Yeah. Uh, nobody has the IBF and I've never seen the WBO champion Vic Saludar. So I mean right now I mean <laughs> I don't know that guy is, so I mean, many oath that is 105 kingpin. And I don't see, you know, maybe he goes to 108 and fights Heki Butler. Um, otherwise, 112 has Shokumura and Artem Delakian. I don't know who Mithilani is. And then, it, you know, then you get up to 115, and then you start getting some, some names people know. Yearwood on Chaos, uh Khalid Fai, Sriska Rung Busai. Then, you know, 118's got Tite, Rodriguez, Burnett, NUA, guys like that. But, yeah, I mean, at straw weight, there's I don't think there's any anybody that we're ever going to recognize as challengers. Just many oaths. I'm waiting for – I'm surprised that nobody's put him on American television yet. Yeah. I mean, after that fight I sent you when he fought that, he dropped that dude three times or four times in five rounds. When they look like yeah. they're fighting at like a –
0: Yeah, that was that was quite impressive.
1: And you know, let's be honest. Look what happened when they put guys like you know, Ryota uh Murata, who's who's middleweight champ, he's going back on I think he's fighting Jason Quigley on ESPN plus like October twentieth. Uh, they you know, they started showing him. Look what happened with Inuwe, look what happened with Rung Versailles. look what happened with Chocolatito. You know, they need to start getting these guys on T V. Uh Mas, uh, Masayuki Ito—they put on ESPN Plus. He he won a title. You know, just keep showing these guys because boxing yeah. fans will watch. They're good fighters. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like they're gonna go ah they're not heavyweights like they used to do. Boxing fans are gonna want to watch this stuff. Get them on TV. Yeah. You know, don't make it easy to watch it illegally to be able to talk about it.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Well, I got to bootleg this stuff from probably somebody's van in Cambodia.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, we got WrestleCast 10 p.m. Uh, late start again for WrestleCast, but we're kind of settling in a little bit at 10 o'clock. Uh, we have four nights of the G1 to, to go over. Uh, Gee, I can't wait. Well
2: uh,
1: four nights of the G1. We got Ron SmackDown. Uh, I might talk a little NXT. Also, All Japan had a big show that we may discuss as well. Also a little bit more on Dragon Gate after the Kobe World Hall show. News and rumors, yeah. I I like I said, this is why I sleep like four hours a day. <laughs> I, I all I do is watch wrestling and boxing. <laughs> two two computers going at one time with two different things on it.
0: <laughs> Crazy uh, two-
1: Tuesday sportscast. Sportscast, got to figure it out. There's a chance that I might not be able to do sportscast, so it'll be potentially Jordan, someone else. We'll see what's going down here. might um, be me.
0: We'll see. I'll see if yeah, I can.
1: might have Jordan Elijah do it. I I may may not. I got a conference call because all in is so close. We gotta we gotta figure out our details of what we need to do for that for Starcast. So um, I may be disposed, but. I uh, may have some more NFL previews. I'm I'm talking to a couple teams right now, so we'll see how that goes. A lot of fun as well on there. Lies, you got anything you want to plug?
0: Uh just listen to the standing account on Sunday nights, anywhere between eight PM and ten PM on all the major podcasting places or you can listen to it live on Blog Talk Radio. That's that's all I got.
1: Live radio. For y'all. What'd you say? We do live radio for y'all.
0: Yes, we do for our fans.
1: Take that. Take that for for what? Take that for data. I got to include the thud. That's always good. We appreciate it. Y'all sticking around. We'll let R. Kelly take you out tonight. We'll catch you next Sunday. Get him. Get him. Get him.